Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. It's a little warm here in this uh, audio booth studio thing, so I'm, I'm getting a little warm, but I'm going to persevere and record three more episodes, including this one. Uh, but if you hear a drop, it might be sweat dripping from my forehead onto the microphone. By the way, today uh, should be September 23rd, 2019, and I believe this is the vernal equinox. No, that's spring. Autumnal equinox. Uh, this is the day that the uh, amount of day and amount of night in a 24-hour period is essentially exactly the same. So, yes, go enjoy as much sunlight as you can. Unless you like the night, then go enjoy that as much as you can. And you are about to get a lot more night over the next uh, three, six months, whatever. All right, first word for this episode is apostle. A-P-O-S-T-L-E. That's the name of a movie that I've never seen before. This is a noun from before the 12th century. One. One sent on a mission as 1A, one of an authoritative New Testament group sent out to preach the gospel and made up especially of Christ's 12 original disciples and Paul. Sorry, Paul, you are not a 12 original disciple. I don't know who they are. I don't know who Paul is. Could be Paul McCartney. That's the first one I think of. Moving on, 1B, the first prominent Christian missionary to a region or group. 2A, a person who initiates a great moral reform or who first advocates an important belief or system. 2B, an ardent supporter. Synonym is adherent. 3. The highest ecclesiastical official in some church organizations. Sure, I can say ecclesiastical, but I can't say a posteriori. Maybe I said it. 4. One of a Mormon administrative council of 12 men. Apostleship is a noun. That is a boat I don't want to go on. Uh, Let's see. This is from Latin apostulus or apostolus which is from the Greek apostolos, which is from apostelin, which means to send away. And that is from stellin, which means to send. So in Greek, um, obviously because we're, we're in the words that start with APO, we've been seeing a lot of uh, Greek words that start with APO, um, and they show you both forms. Uh, so what uh, when, when they add the APO, the, the definition changes. So in this case, uh, they add Uh, APO to the word stelling, which means to send, and that makes it apostelling, which means to send away. Similar, slightly different. Another example from the previous episode, histasthai means to stand, and then when you add apo to it, it means to revolt. So I may need to either look back at the apo words or look online and see if I can find a, a, a better description for the apo prefix in Greek and see what it means. Um, You know, are there any rules to how the word gets changed? I don't know. But we are going to move on to the next word slash phrase. It is Apostles' Creed. Capital A, P-O-S-T-L-E-S. And then there's an apostrophe at the end of the S. Second word, capital C, R-E-E-D. This is a noun from 1602. A Christian statement of belief ascribed to the Twelve Apostles and used especially in public worship. Next we have apostolate. A-P-O-S-T-O-L-A-T-E. 
It's a noun from the 14th century. 1. The office or mission of an apostle. 2. An association of persons dedicated to the propagation of a religion or a doctrine. Next we have apostolic. This is an adjective from the 13th century. 1a. Of or relating to an apostle. 1b. Of relating to or conforming to the teachings of the New Testament apostles. 2a. Of or relating to a succession of spiritual authority from the apostles held as by Roman Catholics, Anglicans, and Eastern Orthodox to be perpetuated by successive ordinations of bishops and to be necessary for valid sacraments and orders. <sighs> to be, we have the synonym papal, P-A-P-A-L. Papal, uh, let's see, apostolicity is a noun. Next we have apostolic delegate. It's a noun from circa 1907. It's two words, by the way. An ecclesiastical representative of the Holy See to the Catholic hierarchy of another country. Holy See is two words, capital H-O-L-Y. Next word, capital S-E-E, like you see with your eyes. Next we have apostolic father. Two words, both words are capitalized. This is a noun from 1828, a church father of the 1st or 2nd century A.D. So that dude is old. Next we have a word that I am more familiar with. It is apostrophe, the first form. Uh, this is a noun from 1533. The addressing of a usually absent person or a usually personified thing rhetorically, as in Carlyle's O Liberty, what things are done in thy name, is an example of apostrophe. So, of course, this is not the apostrophe that I was thinking of. That's probably form number two. Uh, so let's look at this. A uh, lot to unpack. So in this example, uh, there is a quote. O Liberty, what things are done in thy name? That's the quote. That quote is from Carlyle. And that quote is an example of apostrophe, which to remind me and you, is the addressing of a usually absent person or a usually personified thing rhetorically. Apostrophic is an adjective. This is from the Greek apostrophe, which literally means act of turning away. And that is from apostrophine, which means to turn away. That is from strephine, which means to turn. Now we have apostrophe form number two. It's a noun from 1727, a mark, and then it shows the apostrophe, used to indicate the omission of letters or figures, the possessive case, or the plural of letters or figures. What do they mean by figures in this case? Numbers? They would have said numbers if they mean numbers. What other things use apostrophes that are not letters? Hmm, I should know this, but I can't think of anything. Apostrophic is an adjective. All right, let's look at the etymology. Uh, this is uh, similar, I guess, to the previous etymology for the other word, apostrophe, uh, but slightly different. Um, basically, this one is from the Greek apostrophos, which means turned away. And the previous one was from uh, the Greek apostrophe, well, a few different forms of that word. 
which all sort of related to turning and turning away. Uh, how turning away is related to our apostrophe, um, I don't know. But here we go with apostrophize. It's the British variation of apostrophize with a Z, which is next, of course. It happens like that pretty much all the time. Uh, this is a verb from 1718. The transitive definition is to address by or in apostrophe. That's in relation to the first form. The intransitive definition is to make use of apostrophe. Next, we have apothecaries' measure. I added that extra S because apothecaries has an S at the end, and then it has, funny enough, an apostrophe to make it, I think, the plural possessive. Uh, this is a noun from circa 1900, a system of liquid units of measure used chiefly by pharmacists, called also apothecary measure. Ends in a Y, apothecary does. Do they still use things called apothecary's measure? I wonder. Uh, but next, we have apothecary's weight. It's a noun from 1765, a whole 135 years before the previous one. Why did it take so long for them to figure that out? Uh, this one is a system of weights used chiefly by pharmacists, called also apothecary weight, and it tells me to see the weight table. Next, we have apothecary. It's a noun from the 14th century. One, one who prepares and sells drugs or compounds for medicinal purposes. Two, we have the synonym pharmacy. This is from uh, the Middle Latin apothecarius, which means shopkeeper. Uh, that is from apotheca, which means storehouse. And that is from the Greek apothoki. That is from apotithenai, which means to put away. And that is from tithenai, which means to put. And there's more at the word do. So an apothecary was basically just a shopkeeper, I guess. Next, we have apothecium. A-P-O-T-H-E-C-I-U-M. It's a noun from 1830. A spore-bearing structure in many lichens and fungi consisting of a discoid or cupped body bearing ASCII on the exposed flat or concave surface. I don't know if I pronounced ASCII correctly. Uh, it is spelled A-S-C-I. Could just be ASCII. I don't know. Apothecial is an adjective. So this has to do with fungi, something I don't really know a lot about, but uh, I've been learning a little bit, uh, and it sounds like they are really, really fascinating. Like, incredibly so. Next, we have apothem, A-P-O-T-H-E-G-M. This is a noun from circa 1587, a short, pithy, and instructive saying or formulation. Synonym is aphorism, which we read uh, five, six, seven episodes ago, something like that. Uh, pithy, I like that word. It would be great if the dictionary gave me a description of an apothem. Uh, maybe I'll have to look one up. Uh, this is from the Greek apo, whoa, apophithinagasathai. I, uh, I butchered that kind of on purposely. It is spelled A-P-O-P-H-T-H-E-N-G-E-S-T-H-A-I. That is a funky word. 
apophengesthai. What that means, to speak out. And that is from phthengesthai, which means to utter. Greek. That's a crazy language. Uh, let's see. Oh, I missed the adjective form. It is apothematic. Now we have the last word for this episode. It looks like it's pronounced the same way as the previous word, apothem, but it is spelled, well, more correctly in my mind, A-P-O-T-H-E-M. The previous one had a G before the M. Uh, Let's see. This is a noun from circa 1856. The perpendicular from the center of a regular polygon to one of the sides. This is from the Greek thema, which means something laid down, or it also means theme. Either one, both make sense, I guess. Uh, Something laid down, how that's related to the perpendicular from the center of a regular polygon to one of the sides, I'm not exactly sure. But those are all the words, and now I have to pick one. Um, Well, I'm not going to pick any of the apostle words, just because I'm not. Um, let's go ahead and pick the first form of apostrophe. Um, I don't know. It seemed kind of interesting. I didn't totally understand it, but, uh, yeah, that looks like a fun one. That's the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm reading you the dictionary. Goodbye.